This is TMBC. We're just like having bacon. Are you out of your fucking mind? They got my dick missing! Is that dirty enough for you? I don't know if you know this, but I don't speak Russian! Well, hello, beautiful. I told you those savages couldn't be trusted. This all seems horrible. What is the point of all those push-ups if you can't even lift a bloody log? Give me a fat beat to beat my bosses. <laughs> Time to nut up or shut up. Let the games begin. Welcome to the Savage Land, where we savagely savage all you savages out there. Uh, here's our third, uh, fourth podcast as we come through with this um, evening. Um, it's the Brock Show, starring me. I'm Brock. Except you're Matt. Take it away, Jason. <laughs> 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 All right. Matt did the intro because he is pretty much out of here right about now. Um, yeah. Um, here's my, here's my uh, quick one-two punch. Uh, I've been reading Runaways. It's amazing, as always. Um, and I started uh, catching up with some superior Iron Man, which is disconcerting, and I'm not <laughs> super crazy into it. I'm not, I don't know about the whole let's change Tony Stark's whole sort of persona and ideals but uh, none of it matters here in a month that's the gross, that's the best part i don't know i'd still it's like why not <laughs> I don't they know. can kind of do whatever they want and yeah you can kill anyway. wolverine kill deadpool make wolverine an asshole make falcon captain america because none of it <laughs> matters wolverine and already an asshole but it i said matters. iron man is an asshole i guess iron man still was kind of an asshole but wolverine died he wasn't already dead you said cool, kill Wolverine and make him an asshole. No, I said kill Wolverine and make Iron Man an asshole. Did he? Yeah. Shit, I'm already gone. <laughs> the floors <laughs> look great. <laughs> All right. It was good having you for a minute, Matt. I love you guys. <laughs> Thank you for touching us with your presence. All right. So the, uh, the rest of the panel here today consists of myself, Jason. Oh, and Matt, what is your Twitter where people can find you at? Twitter. <laughs> or Facebook or whatever. Social network. Uh, um, it's my Instagram is pang- Pangolin Moth. Instagram is what? Pangolin Moth. Pangolin Moth. Yeah. Okay. Um, the rest of your panel today consists of myself, Jason. Find me on instagram at a white kid or tmbc's main pages at that might be cool on any social network we also have mitch what's up guys um you can reach me on twitter at mitch underscore wolverine or just look up mitch odell on facebook i have a profile picture i believe next to a stormtrooper right now there you go and then we also have rachel hello <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at I am dancing mad or Instagram. I think my name is Shalazil. I'm not sure. From Chrono Trigger. Follow her on Twitter. She's like the best Twitter follow I ever. I don't Twitter at all. <laughs> well, I try. I'm better at Facebook, which is just Rachel Pedersen. Nice. <laughs> and this this week in the Savage Land, we also have a special guest. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Rhett Facer. You could find me on Facebook at that same name. Um, 
I love the fact that you brought up Chrono Trigger. Best video game ever created. Oh. All right. Best video game ever created. <laughs> there was some flashing. Some a fla- little bit. Oh. Just a little bit. She, she She showed off a little. And <laughs> those of you that are at home listening to this audio cast, I feel pity for you. Sorry. Yeah. But you can find Too me bad. on Facebook. I'm just Rhett Facer. I'm not as much of a comic guy, but I I follow a lot of uh, the movie universe as well as the a lot of geeky TV shows. We accept all forms of geek here in the Savage Land. Um, today we are kind of going to do a, a little bit of a, a a freestyle episode, super extreme '90s, <laughs> um, and uh, everyone's just kind of kind of going to talk a little bit about what uh, what they've been using as forms of entertainment lately in their lives. Um, I believe. Let's see. Should we start with you, Mitch? Would you like to talk about Assassin's Creed? Yeah, we've been playing a lot of uh, Assassin's Creed online. Who but have you been playing with? With our fellow members, Rachel and Matt. But Jason isn't cool enough to have a PlayStation, so... I'm not. That's unfortunate. <laughs> I, not one of the cool kids. I, <laughs> okay, I, I'm, I missed the boat so bad, because I, I was like the play... Like, growing up, I was always the PlayStation kid when nobody else was. I had the PS1 when everyone had the N64. I had the mm. PS2 when everyone had the freaking GameCube or the Xbox. And then I had the PS3 when everyone had an Xbox 360. And then the Xbox One comes out, and I'm like, fine, I'll get an Xbox One. And now everyone has a freaking PS4. It pisses me off so bad. Anyway. Which is funny, because finally, after the PlayStation 3, I'm like, I'm going to research both of them <laughs> and figure out which one I want. I'm like, okay, I'm sticking to PlayStation, because Xbox obviously doesn't have their shit together. My <laughs> PS3 was obviously better than the Xbox 360 by far. Oh, I loved it. I mean, the free online play and... I had a 360 for a while, and I'm like, everybody kept telling me the online's better, the online's better. I'm like, (laughs) bullshit, Snapple. It's not better. (laughs) I don't understand why you're saying it's better, because I can play for free. I mean, you know what? Maybe I had my credit card stolen, but that credit card's probably disabled by now anyways. But they gave us free stuff after. Oh, fuck yeah. We got like Little Big Planet. Yeah. Oh, it was fucking awesome. I will totally give up my credit card number for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll just say that you you console peasants are amusing. (laughs) Oh. PC gamers. I'm a man. PC PC gamers. (laughs) PC gamers are like... The people who go into like an English class or something that that proclaim that they are writers, they're like the guys that are like above everybody else. They go among them like mm-hmm. no, no, no. Because I used to be a PC gamer. And used to be. I enjoy my rooms so too much to PC game. So I don't better. want that carpal want tunnel. The console so much better. <laughs> no, the PC graphics are incredible. Oh yeah, yeah, of course you cannot beat PC whatsoever. A PC can a, a PC can do everything a console can. And then some. PC, Except for some of the games PC, require you use that whatever mouse. a console can. <laughs> and then some, and some more, and better graphics, and other stuff. Look out. <laughs> this is the end of the song. And some exclusive games. And some exclusive games. <laughs> so what... <laughs> I guess what, like, for me, I, I am not a huge gamer. I, obviously, since I have an Xbox One. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, 
so I guess illustrate for me like what what's the big event because for me whenever I think of PC gaming and it's probably like there's probably you probably just get a controller like you would with a, a console but like I always think about like hitting keys and stuff like that and it feels super awkward to me imagining you can use an Xbox playing a game like controller. that I always think about that meme that has the South Park character <laughs> from uh, the World of Warcraft. This could be where the he's end got the, of the world. brace on his wrist and he is covered in acne <laughs> and fatter than shit. That's what I think of when I think of a PC gamer. No, one that, of the, that's just World of Warcraft. That's just players. World of Warcraft. Yeah, pretty much. That's one of the best episodes of South Park ever, though. Oh, it is. <laughs> the Sword of a Thousand Truths. <laughs> How do you kill he who has no life? <laughs> This could mean the end of the world of Warcraft. <laughs> so uh, with a with a PC, okay. There's things um, you get emulators. Mm-hmm. You can emulate console games on your PC. I have so you can you can con- you can connect console controllers to your PC. So it's kind of like an all in one. Mm-hmm. PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. You can do all of that on your PC. I'm probably like. One of the only geeks in the world who doesn't already know this. It's really like I feel I feel almost like every single person who I'm ever going to interact with in my life is gonna be like, Wow, you're so fucking dumb. So now we get to finally school you on the only it's been a while. The yeah. only downfall to PC gaming as a PC master race. Ooh. Uh, Ooh, okay. You know PCs are the superior race. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> We're just but peons. The only downfall to playing PC games is that uh, there's money associated to it. You have to invest a little bit into it. It's not just drop 400, 500 bucks on a console and you're that's it. You just buy the games. But on a PC, you're looking if you want a good gaming system, you've got to at least drop a grand or more. Oh wow. Easily. And is that so so when you're gaming with a PC, is it typically that you build your own like are, are most pc gamers building their own or is it usually like is it is it not that way it's both actually um you've got a lot of gamers out there that they'll go out and buy like an alienware or just some high i've always seen alienware ads in comic books and yeah. that's the only reason i know but them as somebody who builds their own yeah they're I personally think they're overpriced. Really, I can build a the I could build a PC that's the same specs as an Alienware for like five hundred to a thousand dollars cheaper. Oh wow! And it all it takes if if you can if you know how to put tab A into slot B, you can build a PC. Hmm. It's not that difficult. Interesting. Well, then maybe I'll build a PC at some point. I've seen like I've seen I I worked with a guy who was a, a pretty big gamer, and he. Uh, um. Yeah, he was always like looking on videos of like building PCs and stuff, and it always like kind of looked interesting to me because I love I love building things. I worked on cars oh, growing yeah. up a lot and everything. It always looked interesting, but then the more I think about it, I'm like, well, I really don't do anything with my computers, so I guess there'd be no point. It's it, it's it's a labor of love. Hmm. That's the best way to describe it. And like you said, you you build cars. It's very similar. To this you you see some PC gamers that will like customize mm-hmm. their machines like very specifically, and it's a one of a kind system. Hmm. I'll to, I'll to show you pictures of my PC. It's very yeah. that'd be great. And we could even we could even put these up on our Facebook page, so that way if people want to want to see what your awesome PC looks like, uh, they can yes, and follow us on our Facebook page with the Savage Land Pod. Oh. We Facebook Facebook.com slash Savage Land Podcast. Oh yeah, and yeah, Twitter at Savage Land Pod. 
and uh, Instagram at the, at Savage Land Podcast. I do try to keep up on our Twitter as well. I may fall behind, but there is an awesome meme that I will be putting on there later on tonight do that it. combines the Avenger world with the Skyrim world. So oh, that's cool. Snap. I'm looking at a, at a picture, a, si- a side Speaking view of uh, Rhett's PC, and it is very glowy and looks very, <laughs> very Tron-like, but red. It's like a Sith Tron computer. So I guess on that note, when I was looking for our computer, we bought the iMac, mm-hmm. but I had almost gone with PC just because I wanted to go with the mods for things like Skyrim and Fallout, because I love those type of open world games. And the mods look like they're really entertaining. Uh, that That's one of the hugest advantages to PC gaming is we get a lot of console ports that are popular, like Skyrim or uh, just recently Grand Theft Auto V. And the mods are what, make the, are what give longevity to the game after you finish playing it. I've heard um, that Skyrim on, or Elder Scrolls Online was fucking awful on the PC, though. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to have your flops just like you do in console games. But, I mean, if, if you want to see how ridiculous modding can get on a PC game, go look up a YouTube video called Ultimate Skyrim. Ultimate Skyrim, YouTube. Oh, I've looked Ultimate Skyrim. <laughs> you get uh, elements in it, such as Thomas the Tank Engine replacing the dragons. Um, Sweet. Instead That's awesome. Of a, you can choose Sonic the Hedgehog as one of your races that you play. <laughs> I've seen I, one I where it's got, got really the Avengers. That. That's awesome. <laughs> where the Macho Man, the Macho Man Randy Savage dragons that instead of breathing fire, Macho and, Man Randy Savage dragon. Yes, they get up there and they're like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> oh, this sounds amazing. Man, I tell you what, fuck Skyrim, oh, dude. Whatever. So I'm looking at another be a hater. I'm looking at another picture. Oh, I will picture. be a hater. <laughs> I'm looking at another picture of uh, of Rhett's PC setup, and it's still pretty badass. He's got that that red cutout. He's got colored keyboards. One's a rainbow. One of them has red underglow. The other one's my gaming laptop, which oh. I didn't build. But Dose computers. Oh, Dose. that looks like it's one of those Lenovo's that swivels around, isn't it? Does it swivel around the screen? Your, your um, unfortunately, that screen. Oh, my laptop screen. Yeah. No, it does not. Oh, it totally looked like it. Anyway, is that is that a router on top of your computer? Because if so, that is those, a giant those are router. my. Um, that's actually Wi-Fi antennas to connect oh, okay. to my router. Uh, I live in a one-bedroom apartment, and I really don't feel like running a uh, Ethernet cable line. all the way across from my router that across sense. my apartment into my bedroom. So it connects to Wi-Fi. I don't know, dude. Just put some vines over it. It looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw a couple rugs over it. And there you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Rugs fix. Speaking rugs fix everything. Yeah. The one thing I can contribute to a PC conversation is that last week I invested in a home theater uh, PC. And holy shit, this has changed my life, and I have no idea why I wasn't doing this before, because it probably would have saved me from buying an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I spent half the money on this home theater PC uh, that, I, that I spent on my Xbox, and I spent $20 on a Bluetooth keyboard with a mouse pad on it, and now I have XBMC, or now it's called Kodi, um, you know, plus like Hulu, plus and Netflix, the usual stuff. Plus you get like Yahoo Screen, so you can watch Community, whereas you can't do that on any of the consoles. Plus, you know, obviously any website that you want to access since it's a freaking computer. Right. I don't know why I wasn't doing this before. And it's got the optical port, so I can actually hook up my sound bar, so I don't have to deal with any of that. Like, I am not using my Xbox anymore because this is so great. <laughs> 
Have you, you wouldn't use your Xbox if you're on PlayStation with us. Even if I was on PlayStation, I probably wouldn't use it because all I do with any console is just sit there and well, watch. You, or you'd be playing Unity with us because yeah. we're fucking awesome. <laughs> we are so good at Unity, dude. We got Actually, like color coordinated clothes. You, well, you guys we get must our be ass so kicked, by, kicked by like fucking glitch ghosts, but it's fine. Oh, that's because Matt's like, "Hey, I'm on this boat. Come see my see me on my boat. <laughs> I'm on a boat." Yeah, and, and then he starts singing Lonely Island I'm on a boat. <laughs> and I always ask him if he has his flippy floppies. So I go And over his it. swim trunks. So I go to his boat and I just fall into nothingness. And I like, <laughs> fuck your weird paradox boat. Because <laughs> I just had to restart boat. my game and it pissed me off. So that should, I guess on that note, too, <laughs> if you want to be friends with me on PlayStation, it is also just Mitch Wolverine. And I'll play with you guys. Why not? He <laughs> likes to play with people. Yeah. If you listened all the way through, I the like last to play episode, with myself the most. Oh. <laughs> Did I miss something? Yeah, you, you need to go back and listen to the end of last episode. There's a little post-credits scene. Oh, I need to listen to this. I yeah. only made yeah, it halfway yeah, through. I'm sorry. The post-credits scene is pretty great, and all those who this haven't guys listened are just to not it, dedicated right, enough. I know. Worse. So, have you heard of uh, Steam OS? Yes, PC? I have actually. What do you think of it? I have not. I've heard of it. I haven't used it. I so from what I understand, it's like an open source. Anyone can develop for it. Um, type of thing. What like what? What is Steam? Explain it to me. So Steam is a really popular gaming platform on the PC. Mm-hmm. Um, it's owned by the Valve Corporation. They make games okay. like you know Half Life and Goat uh, Portal and Goat Simulator. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the, the, so they make their they have a desktop client you can use in Windows or on a Mac, um, but they've taken it to the next step where they actually make their own operating system. Huh. So you can connect this uh, operating system to your your television. So you you build a PC just like you're talking about with your media center mm-hmm. PC, except, and then you install Steam OS to that PC, and you can play all of your games you have bought on Steam through that. That's and cool. Can build your own PC. They make pre-made PCs so, with Steam OS, and they even have a controller. So, so it's kind of like bringing PC gaming to console gaming. That's kind cool. of trying to bring the both together. Build, yeah, put the bridge. I play between the two. Marvel. Um, I believe it's like Marvel 2015 or something on my Mac on there off of Steam. On Steam. Yeah. That's Entertaining cool. game. I feel like I'm going to get carpal tunnel every time I play it because it's too much fucking clicking. But <laughs> I wish they'd bring it to console because that game is fucking awesome. It's just the clicking over and over to attack people gets a little fucking obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I don't have tons of experience with uh, with PC gaming, but uh, it, it like I I like the the idea of what Steam is. You know, basically putting sort of the the format of like a a mobile operating system with the i guess structure or or specs of a pc as Rhett tries to pour a drink out of a closed bottle that was that was pretty great i was staring at my uh, my whiskey bottle going why is it not working <laughs> in case you guys... i drank it all this <laughs> is coming from pc master race so yeah <laughs> The same. Take your hand off of the mouse once in a while to learn how to pour a drink. <laughs> you PC master race. You're like you console peasants. You don't you don't, under, you don't understand technology. I'm so far above you. 
But taking the bottle cap off a bottle, that's too much for me. I, I give up. <laughs> He's so high, high above me. Anyway, that's done. She's so lovely. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, Mitch has been playing Assassin's Creed. Rachel, what's been consuming your time lately? Um, Obviously, well, other than your job. Well, and I've been playing Assassin's Creed with Mitch. Yeah. What's okay? Really, before yeah. before we change subjects, what's the draw for Assassin's Creed? What what's the thing that keeps you guys going back? I think the co-op. I mean, it's not like the previous Assassin's Creeds where you're playing that shitty fucking PvP they had. It's get together with your friends, you can have a conversation, and you can do missions together. Just fun as shit. I mean, even if you're just running around the city, you're just kind of hanging out together. I think they should print that line like on the actual cover of Assassin's Creed Unity. They should have, quote, it's fun as shit. Mitch Odell. <laughs> yes. So they. So I haven't played Assassin's Creed Unity. I've just heard when it first came out, it was filled with lots and lots of bugs and was. Oh yeah, it was so it next felt, gen that it wasn't even done. It wasn't it was even done yet. It was so next gen. I'm, as, I'm assuming by this point that they've actually fixed the dumbest that, excuse. I hope. For the most part, I mean, there's still a few little flaws, but I mean, I would say, and I'm a huge Bethesda guy. Mm. But when I got it, it was a few weeks after release. It wasn't right at release, but a few weeks after. Mm-hmm. It was better than any Bethesda game I've bought brand new. Bethesda are the people who make Skyrim, right? Elder or- Scrolls and Fallouts. Okay. Did they make... Uh, Wolfenstein? What's the one with the dude, the big, like he looks like an underwater, like a... Bioshock. Did they make that? No. no. Big Daddy. Who the hell made Wasn't Bioshock? Wasn't that 2K? That, that was done yeah, by... So. Um, okay. I think Bioshock's 2K. Yeah. I guess not that it really matters. It wasn't 2K. Matters, it's, but. it's a company that I don't think is, exists now. I think after Bioshock Infinite, they vanished. Really? Unfortunately. Bioshock Infinite is That's weird. That's sad. I've been playing Bioshock well, Infinite on my PlayStation <laughs> now. You're a big Doctor Who and a Chrono Trigger. You love the time travel stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah time travel. Um, Bioshock is by 2K. I just looked Other dimensions? It. Mm. I'm there. Oh, yeah, they, so. It's 2K mm. and Irrational Games. Irrational Games. There. Irrational so maybe out of game. business, but 2K still. 2K still around. They're doing okay. I'll play an Irrational they do, game like, with your butt. A lot of sports games. They do like Borderlands and stuff. And Did they? Yeah, you know, great. I haven't played Borderlands. I oh, almost got it a few it. weeks ago. And Trust me. Start they with just came out with that new edition of it. Get, go the out guy at GameStop actually sold me against it. He's like, you have to like this type of graphics to like it. And it scared me, honestly, so I got Unity again instead, which has paid off because I've been playing with my friends. Honestly, so. the one, I mean, the graphics wasn't what sold me on Borderlands. It was the actual writing and the actual humor that's in the game. Oh, it is a hilarious uh, Well, I've heard game. it's like a space you, western of sorts. Get If you go out and buy it, go buy, it's called Borderlands The Handsome Collection. Yeah, that's a brand new one, right? Yes, it's and it's pretty much Borderlands 2 with all of the DLC plus Borderlands, a pre-sequel. And, I mean, all of them come together. They're, they're, it's, a, it's a cohesive story, but there's a lot of... Whoever wrote that game was a, was is very good at humor and making yes. you laugh. And I mean, It's always you, you, you'll never entertaining, hear, and I was, 
I had it in my hand for like half an hour, and then the guy at GameStop, for some fucking reason, sells me not to buy it and to get Assassin's Creed Unity, which I had already owned again. Hmm. Which is well, weird. Ma- well, make you your should next per- buy it because make- it's awesome. I should. Yeah. Ma- make your next purchase a-, a Borderlands purchase. You will not regret it. I liked it a lot. Um, Handsome Jack, the main villain in the Borderlands, at least Borderlands 2 going forward game, is an awesome villain. Every time I hear Handsome Jack, it just makes me think of Jason Statham's character from Italian Job, Handsome Rob. <laughs> and so then I always just picture him being like, oh, I'm Handsome Jack. And then that's, that's I well, just this, go off on a weird thing in my head this about This character, Han- Handsome Jack, he's... What makes him hilarious... Okay, so the game is like... It's set in the future. You're on like another planet or yeah. moon, so to speak. And But because it's futuristic, the the main character, the evil character in the game can talk to you through your comm set while you're sitting there doing the missions. And he sits there and taunts you the whole time, saying that, you know... You know how much easier it would be if you just kill yourself? That would be so great. So what you're saying is that I'd rather be the villain in this game. No, you'll laugh because the villain sits there and makes fun of you the whole time. That would be kind of demoralizing. <laughs> like, honestly, that's that, and that's one thing I found. I'm, I'm still on my Green Lantern kick reading through Jeff John's entire run. But it's super great reading that because, like, literally every time Hal Jordan and Sinestro fight, Sinestro just sits there and mocks him the entire time and tells him how stupid he is and how unimaginative he is when he just, like, tries to blast him with energy and it doesn't look like anything. And Sinestro's making these big dragons and shit like that to beat him up with. And it's just great. He just patronizes him the whole time. And I really do (laughs) like the villain that just sits there and goes, wow, you are really dumb. You're really stupid. Speaking of DC and villains... And stupid. Yeah. Not stupid. Not stupid. <laughs> this coming from a Marvel girl. I've been Hell reading yeah. a lot of Batman. And Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Rachel. <laughs> I'm really, really liking it. And Dear, woo, Mar- Dear Marvel, actually, she's cheating on no, you. No, 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 no. I'll cut your throat, Jason. <laughs> it is Jason's fault. It is my but, fault. <laughs> but I just have to put out there, and I've already posted about it on Instagram and Facebook. I think Jared Leto is going to be an amazing Joker. And Hell I'm yeah. So excited. As long as he him. doesn't have the facial tattoos, I'm I don't all even behind care. it. Yeah. Those look yeah. goofy as shit. They might look goofy. But I have loved Jared Leto as an actor, but. I cannot get behind those fucking I don't goof. even care. I'm a huge tattoo guy, and the facial tattoos make me want to fucking punch him in the face. Even if so. he's just in, like, suit pants <laughs> and shirtless, and he does have tattoos. What if he's shirtless great. with suspenders? Uh, great. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna well, re- suspenders are fucking <laughs> awesome, dude. Yeah. I got a pair of suspenders. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to reserve my judgment on it. So Personally. Re- yeah, I, and that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at, Rachel. What so so? Let the audience know which Batman stories you've been reading, and what I guess has you has you feeling the way you are about Jared Leto's Joker. Um, let's see, I read Batman and Son mm-hmm. and Batman R.I.P., mm-hmm. which is the one with the Joker. Hell yeah. Um, I'm more interested actually in Batman and Robin. Which is why I wanted to read it. The series, for for those of you who aren't sure which Batman and Robin she's referring to, this is the Grant Morrison Batman and Robin in which Bruce Wayne has died, hence the Batman R.I.P., which she read. Um, And now Dick Grayson has taken over as Batman, or Dick Bats, as some people call him. (laughs) Dick Bats. (laughs) (laughs) Which, that series is amazing. 
Well, I was more interested in Damian Wayne initially, yeah. which he's crazy. He is quite he's insane. Very insane. But I mean, can you blame him? He was raised no. by a thousand assassins. Yeah, he yeah, he has every right to be crazy. Yeah. But I didn't know a lot about Tim Drake. And now I'm actually more interested in Tim Drake because Tim Drake is amazing. He's I feel so bad. His life sucks. <laughs> His life absolutely blows and he's he's by far my favorite DC character overall. Um the next thing for you to read is probably Jeff Jones Teen Titans because that's probably the absolute best like Tim Drake series that there's been so far. It don't with Tim Drake don't bother reading any new 52. Oh. There are a lot of good things about the new 52. Tim Drake is not one of them. <laughs> they <laughs> They really... I tried to have you selling me on DC, Jason. I started reading Frank Miller's Batman, and that's a rough place to start. Yeah, that was so, really bad. I'm gonna really quick, and I and I I want to hear uh, Rachel's opinion on why this this Joker and Batman R.I.P. is so good. But really quick, I just want to say that Frank Miller's Batman gets more love because of people who remember how different it was when it came out than it does on necessarily the merit of its stories. Um, and they don't hold up super well. I, I actually, I, I recently, I was on Goodreads, you know, rating a bunch of stuff that I had read. And it was I, hard to follow. It is. I mean, the the way the panels are set up, are, they're a little bit different than most comics I've read. Which, which uh, one were you reading? Were you reading Year One, Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Strikes Again? I think it was year one. Year one, was it? Was it the one where like Batman's flying into Gotham and and looking over it and kind of having his internal monologue about? I'll be honest, I so couldn't get past the first really? page. Okay. Oh, Jesus! Um, no, if you if you want to start reading Batman, there are probably. Let's see. In my list, I had Batman Year One uh, rated as in, and this is my opinion, but rated as my number nine Batman story, and I didn't even have uh, Dark Knight Returns in my top ten. Um, if you want to start reading Batman, start with a story like The Long Halloween or uh, even The Court of Owls is a, is a very recent story that's okay. awesome. Um, if yeah. any listeners have any suggestions for where I should start with DC, feel free to tweet me or message me on Facebook. As Absolutely. Well. We, I, I need my DC Nation to, <laughs> to come in strong. I would love to get into DC Comics yes. because... You can never have too many comics, but... So, and, and one thing to realize about DC fans is that when you're talking to a DC fan who was reading comics at the time Crisis on Infinite Earths came out, they're going to have a very biased opinion, and a lot of times they look through rose-colored glasses when they look at old DC events. And now going back and trying to read a lot of those old events, whether it's Dark Knight Returns or even Crisis on Infinite Earths or Batman Year One or, or a lot of stories like that, they don't really hold up as well as a lot of people think they do. And so especially if you try to hand them to somebody who has never read a comic book before, they're going to read it and go, yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested at all in reading another comic book. Those are more stories that you kind of go back and read at some point when you're like, okay, I want to see what all this fuss is about. But anyway, that's, that's enough for my opinion on Frank Miller. I still like him. Um, what, yeah, my so, problem's not with Frank Miller. It's just... That one, yeah, it just wasn't as good. I I loved his Daredevil series. His writing, his writing at the time changed the perception of Batman, and that's one reason why it gets such praise. And any movie that has been based off of his stuff, I love Three Hundred, I love Sin City, and those were both. Oh yeah, Frank Miller products, right? No, yeah, exactly. They they were. They were both Frank Miller creations, and he Sin he City's is a good probably in my top five favorite movies of all time. Sin City's I a good loved movie. It. 
And he, yeah, Frank Miller's a great creator. Um, it's just some of his things just don't hold up as well because, I mean, Dark Knight Returns was written in 1985. Like, that's 30 years ago. Oh, that's like nine years before you were born. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Seven. Um, but anyway, Rachel, what what was it that you that you I guess uh, liked a lot about the the Joker interpretation or incarnation in R.I.P. Well, having never read a Batman before, mm-hmm. the only thing I know about the Joker is from television or movies Mm -hmm. so that's all i really had to go on so seeing an actual comic book form of the joker and the way he is in the comics which is way different than i have ever seen the joker he's way more dark he's way more sadistic which i love my villains to be really fucked up yeah i usually root for the villain absolutely so seeing that and the way the art was, the way it was presented, I absolutely fell in love with it. It's good to hear. I, I, I like knowing that I, that I steer people right when I refer Batman <laughs> stories did. to them. On the villain note, Hell Hydra. <laughs> oh, totally. Hell Hydra. Um, yeah, so, and you'll have to let us know what you think of So I've got a reading, literally the entire... Grant Morrison, Batman and Robin run. I, I bought the Absolute Edition because I love Which that shit so much. ginormous. It's huge. It's like the biggest book I've ever <laughs> seen. It's, so since it's the Absolute Edition, it's got pages that are twice the size of a normal page. Plus the fact that it's, it's an entire two-year run, three-year run maybe on a series. All put into one hardcover. <laughs> like mm. It's a massive book, but... I mean, the art is great. Um, Frank Quietly, actually, who did a good portion of that run, I think the first quarter of that run was actually recently on um, Comic Book Review, voted like the greatest comic book artist of all time, which I thought was interesting. Um, Because I I wouldn't put him that high, but I still like his art. He's the one that makes people look a little pudgy. Oh, okay. Have you noticed that, how there's like a little bit of pudginess in the face? It's kind of weird, isn't it? It is weird. It's like... I don't know how I feel about it. I don't either. But then there's certain... Have you gotten... Have you read any parts with Professor Pig yet? No. Okay. I haven't even started it because oh, really? I looked at it and I'm like, this is ginormous. And I <laughs> paged through it and I set it back down. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to start. But when you, when you get into some of the Professor Pig stuff, it really fits well. Cause like that, that shit, like it goes into some creepy ass stories with just, like, they've got Professor Pig is just a super fucked up villain. And like, there's some crazy shit that happens over the course of, <laughs> of that run. Um, and, and the artwork really fits it cause it makes it, it like brings out the creepiness even more. There's a bunch of people with like other people's faces sewn onto them and stuff. Ooh, and it nice. really, yeah, he actually brings out and I makes like it look like that. Weird stuff like that. So you'll I think love that's it. That's why I liked the Joker yeah. so much. You'll love it. Cause it'll, it'll actually make you like Damian Wayne. You, well, I mean, if you have the same reaction that 90% of people in the world have, it'll make you like Damian Wayne. Plus it'll have all those weird messed up stories in it. Plus, you'll get introduced to, like, super weird, crazy, like, odd villains. Like, Flamingo is a villain that gets introduced in that series. That, that what type of villain appeals to me? <laughs> there, there were so many villains in um, Batman R.I.P. that I'm yes. like, I don't know who any of these people are. and Which they're kind of sometimes. But they were kind of stupid. Yeah. But they were still kind of cool because yeah. they were villains. So, so wait, since I haven't read it, who were the villains involved in that? Because I'm fairly familiar with that. Well, well, it's the Black Glove, right? Yeah, the Black Glove. Um, there's the Black Glove. They in, So 
in Batman R.I.P., it's written by Grant Morrison, and Grant Morrison's big thing is he really loves to dig up the stuff that people don't want to talk about with a character. So, like, he found the weirdest stuff from the 70 years at the time of Batman stories that had existed. And so he brought up things like Batmite and um, the what he calls the Batman of Zur and R, which is, have you ever seen that Batman in, like, a super brightly colored yellow, red, and purple costume and just looks like he's a crazy, weird cartoon character? Super, I yeah. thought those were fakes. Yeah, that's not fake. Weirdly wow. enough, but he so he takes those weird things, and what he does is he tries to actually make them make sense. So he, in his mind, like a lot of people, just like dismiss the whole like Adam West Batman TV show, and like, oh yeah, that's not Batman. That was you know super weird or whatever. He sort of looks at it as like these are all just phases of this one guy's life. He just goes through phases depending on what he's going through at that at that moment in time, and things kind of set him on these different courses, and it's all just this one person's psyche. Um, and he does the same with villains. So he, he gives explanations to the, just the weirdest parts of, of, especially with Batman, the weirdest parts of his mythology and integrates it in that way. And so like any super out there unfitting villain you can think of with Batman is usually involved in at least one Grant Morrison story. That's just how he works. Because I mean, the part to Batman that's ever appealed to me has been his villains. It hasn't been Batman. Yeah, I don't yeah. care for Batman at all. But his villains, I mean, the Scarecrow is probably one of my favorite villains of all time. Yeah. Oh, I love I love uh, Two Face. Two Faces. Oh awesome. yeah. I like Holy. the idea of having the the, the dual personality. Yeah. And that he he might not kill you if you get the right. Side of the coin, you know? Exactly. Well, I've and always loved the Riddler. But, oh, yes. But the animated series Riddler, where he's all like in a suit mm-hmm. and stuff and really sophisticated. That's, uh, that's, that's the Riddler, the Riddler that I, I, I have a hard Me time too. getting past Riddler just because I think of Jim Carrey's Riddler. A lot of people do. Yeah. yeah and but that's the worst. The I, I, I think about the animated so as well because he's that's good. what I grew up with. Well, and so if you read Batman Hush, which a lot of people really love, I'm not like, I like the, the, the story of Batman Hush a lot, but the art is fantastic. Um, but the Riddler that they put in Batman Hush was like one of the few times that the animated series Riddler had kind of started to be used in comics a bit more to his full extent, at least like with actually how he works. Um, and that story made me fall in love with the Riddler. You're a fan of Gotham, right? Um, yeah, I have a hard time saying I'm a fan of it because like there are a lot of criticism I that I have for that series, I, but I follow it. I stopped it at a certain point, but the Riddler is probably hell the- yes character that kept me going up oh until I stopped shit. watching yes. it because dude man the actor that was playing him was incredibly well he, casted and Riddler has been getting better and better so like I Gotham at this point I don't want to say I'm a, a fan of it but it's definitely my guilty pleasure I like it has me watching it every week so should I pick it back up I'd say so just for the Riddler honestly okay. like there and there, there are other things like Penguin I still am loving Penguin in that show um, but oh, the, yes. I mean, he's one of the other things that I've enjoyed. Fish Mooney drove oh, me fucking crazy. She's, and she's gone after this season, by the way. She's not coming back in yeah, season two. Yeah, I had heard that oh, Jada yeah. Pinkett Smith wasn't recasted. And that, yeah. that was one of the things that kind of pissed me off because I had read reviews. And I, I know it was only of the pilot, but mm-hmm. she was like the favorite character of the pilot with the critics. The critics, I don't think with the critics it was so much about her character being the favorite as it was them being like, oh, it's Jada Pinkett Smith type yeah, thing. Yeah, and that could be the case. Especially sure. with what was going on with her and, and uh, Big Willie at the time. She was good at the beginning, and then towards the end, I'm like, I want to 
I want her to die. Yeah. Was all I could think about every fucking episode, and then I'm like, okay, I'm done. If it weren't for that stupid voice that she does, I'd be okay with her. That, like, badass... That, just that that voice that she's, like, trying to do an impression of the Eartha Kit Catwoman from Batman 66. Oh, Penguin, you bore. She reminded like, me no of one talks Michelle like Rodriguez a lot. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Michelle That's... Rodriguez tries to play this, like, I'm a badass, and hey, I saw I, the same I, I kind of like Michelle Rodriguez. I love I Michelle I am Rodriguez. completely <laughs> against Michelle Rodriguez. When I, Lana, have, you, have you seen her in uh, Machete and Machete? Well, no, but now I will not mich- machete watch kills. Machete because she's in it. I like I can her remember. I mean, Come I on. watched her fucking Fast and the Furious, and then I saw her, like... I didn't want to continue Lost when I was watching Lost, and I was obsessed, and then I saw Michelle Rodriguez was on there, and I saw her shitty, I'm going to be a badass, shitty face, like she's trying to take a dump at the time, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then I kept going, and you. I pushed through, and then they got past Michelle Rodriguez, and I'm like, okay, the show's okay, and then I couldn't finish it. You go, go watch Machete. Actually, no, don't because if you don't like if you don't like Michelle Rodriguez acting like a badass, she she, she turns it to like a, the the dial up to eleven. As far and as that Michelle Rodriguez, me nuts. I mean, <laughs> I don't see her as this badass. I see her as this chick that's trying to pretend to be a badass, and she gets this face like she literally oh. has to take a shit. On her face. And I'm like, okay, you need to go to the bathroom, get the fuck out of here, then go back on screen, and we can watch you. Uh, you, you will like it, though. I don't know. Do you like Jessica Alba? I love Jessica Alba. I they, they do a good CG. First Fantastic they, they do Four for that. They, they do a good CG rendition of Jessica Alba in there. I'll just leave it at that. She was the best part about Sin City. <laughs> I love the entire story, and it was like Jessica Alba, then Marv. Yeah. yeah. Sin City Sin- was pretty good. I love that. Oh, I good. love that movie. We should, mm. do, a we should do a flashback review. Yeah. Flashback review of Sin City. That actually would be – that's a good idea. We should mark that down. Um, have any of you seen the sequel, The Dame to Die For? I, I actually liked A Dame to Kill For. It was uh, – I, I really enjoyed it. It got a really, really bad rap, and the box office performance was terrible, but I actually I liked I, it. I haven't seen it yet. I've seen the first... I've seen Sin City, but I have not seen the sequel. I That's it. how I am. I was actually planning to go in theaters because I loved... Like, I would put Sin City in probably my top favorite movies of all time. There was a while where I, where I had a Marv character figurine mm-hmm. that would talk mm-hmm. and marv oh my god mickey rourke that yeah. may be his best role oh i, I love marv and sin city what do you mean whiplash was his best role i'm just kidding you know i i liked whiplash i am yeah. i me and you have talked about it but i don't think we've ever had it on the podcast mm-hmm. i'm a very big fan of iron man too and my kids can't get enough of it I when I go back and watch that movie, like I, I watched it recently, and I realized that I like it more than I remember liking it. But it's still one of the weaker Marvel, Marvel movies in my mind, and it's, it probably is. It's got the problem of like there there are moments with Whiplash that I'm like I really like this guy, like the bird moment, and and basically any interaction that he has with Sam Rockwell in that movie, or with uh, what was his name, Justin Hammer in that yes. movie. Yes. Um, I, I liked those interactions, but then 
anytime he's he's in his subi, especially the scene like the Monaco scene when he just like disrupts the the Formula One race, and then he gets hit by a car four times and is somehow still fine. Like, oh yeah, that was pretty lame. Well, great dumb. job. I didn't even notice that until <laughs> you point that out. Once again, you have fucked up a movie by pointing out something that nope. I didn't notice. <laughs> I just well, like, at least he didn't talk through the whole thing. Yeah, like he's done to me. Uh, only once after I had seen it five times before. <laughs> I I took for granted that you had only seen it once, and when you did see it that one time, you were fuck you. I've still seen induced. it only once. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mitch. I'm in a well, bad then, situation. See. Somebody should pay for me to go watch it again to go with watch them. It again. It's all right. Just go with it, Jason, and he'll talk through the whole thing and point out I don't out care if you point or you talk through the <laughs> yeah. whole thing. I will go watch it for you again if you're paying. See, I, I, thought, got, I thought you were Mitch, so I was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. I, I have no you problem I with somebody. I, I have no problem with somebody pointing out. We're both like, sexy. <laughs> with somebody pointing out. I have no problem with somebody pointing out the, uh, like, going to watch a movie with somebody and someone pointing out things I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. But I do like to at least watch it one time by myself, where I can just absorb it. And I love I love factoids. I love like learning things like oh I didn't I missed that the first time around. I get it now, you know. Yeah. Like, like uh, with uh, what am I thinking of? Like with Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. when they would point out some of the things in the in the collector's lot, museum. Yeah, the Adam and Warlock you, cocoon and the oh, Dark and, Elf and all them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you see, I mean, you heard about, like, the, there was a scene that they actually cut out with, uh, that was supposed to be the original Stan Lee cameo. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where he was supposed to be one of the characters that was, that was being collected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that he would look at the camera and flip you off. <laughs> Which that, I would have loved to see Stan Lee's middle finger in a Marvel movie. Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I enjoyed his cameo in, uh, in Age of Ultron. I that, was, yeah, <laughs> that was and, great. And factoids are all fine, but this one. Uh oh. A good twenty-five it, to forty percent of what I said was factoids. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Fa- factoids are good. When he's commenting about how much. The Scarlet Witch's boobs jiggle when okay, she that, that, falls to the okay. ground. That's that's not a factoid. That's not a fact. That, 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 that's that, why I said twenty five to forty. That, what, what I said was twenty five to forty percent of what I said were little factoids, and then the rest was yeah, just stupid <laughs> stuff. See, uh, I've only seen Age of Ultron once. Really? I remember, I remember the Stanley cameo, mm-hmm. which was perfect because, and then I went back and like. Read some read some things where people were pointing out Easter eggs from that particular movie. Mm-hmm. They're saying that yeah, he's a World War II veteran in Age of Ultron. Yeah, but they're like, which is funny because he was actually a World War II veteran. Yeah, I know, <laughs> as crazy as that is. Yeah, I uh, I I did comment on a few things. The one the one thing that I really just couldn't get enough of was Mark Ruffalo's stupid face. Like I love Mark Ruffalo. But he makes the dumbest face during his Black Widow scene when they're sitting in the room he talking. Does, but when you're whispering in my ear, he's about to make a stupid face. Wait for it. Wait for it. He's he going to make a stupid face. He's like, he's like getting ready to see his line. And then like we his, need to move on from this because that whole fucking thing was fucking stupid. 
The whole love story. I know you hate that, but literally, was fucking awful. When he's, I, I, I liked I it. I think I, you're wrong. My being as somebody who's only seen the movie once, my issue with with watching uh, uh, the love story between Bruce Banner and uh, Black Widow is they didn't really have any kind of build up to it. It was just suddenly, hey, look. These two are these two are suddenly romantically interested in each other. Mm-hmm. You kind of I don't know, you kind of saw like she was being the beauty to his beast in the first Avengers. Yeah. But that's like the only lead in to it that they've had. Yeah. Thank there, you. There wasn't enough setup for it, I'll give you that. But casual I fan opinion agrees with me and the feminists agree with me. <laughs> Oh, Which dude, me don't use that as a defense. Hey, Come me on. and the feminists never get along, but we agree on this. <laughs> yeah, that's, I that's, am most that's what should wake you up. Feminist as you can get, because I am like, woman, give me in, get in the kitchen, make <laughs> oh, me a sandwich. Oh, okay, oh, easy there. Sandwich. You're about to get muted. Oh, no. there. Um, you're gonna get you're gonna get yourself on the block, but you better oh, watch yeah. out. Boy. Easy. <laughs> Sorry, I've had a bad week. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not anti-feminist, but I'm anti-people who find offense where there is none. Um, yeah, I agree with there. that. Like I, I don't. I, I'd hate to turn this into like a political thing. You're so fine. We're, we're not going to go there. But I, I, I'm, I was telling Mitch about this like last when we were at the the uh, pub quiz last Wednesday, and it's just there is like. There is just a culture of people online that mm. look for a reason to be outraged. Right? The, yes. The vocal minority. Yeah. And they will find anything and everything to be outraged about. And well, they've they've ruined the term feminism is the the sad part. Like there were oh, for, for sure. a long time feminists who were really great and then these really loud outspoken well, believe, offended people. I believe in gender equality. I believe that people should have those kind of uh, the, you shouldn't be defined based on your gender period yeah, absolutely that's wrong i sure However, you're gonna edit most of this but i agree with that completely i'm not some crazy get on and harass joss whedon type guy yeah, because no. of the relationship that was well ridiculous. like with, with yes, joss whedon was. what was bizarre about that situation was that he's a he, feminist he yeah. was, he's very feminist. I mean, he's got pictures of himself like posed with uh, Anita Sarkeesian, if any of you know who she is. Um, and she's like a very controversial well, and feminist figure. All the female characters that he's ever written, right? Buffy are extremely and, strong female characters. Right. He doesn't write stereotypical <laughs> characters, and no. he's very outspoken to make characters who are. Yeah. So what? She has a vagina. Who cares? She's a good character. <laughs> <laughs> and she's she's written very well, it, but it's like I'm sure he had a purpose in Age of Ultron to write Black Widow the way he did. My only complaint about it would be is that he didn't. There was not enough build up between the Bruce Banner I, thing. I, I agree with that, but, but I also agree with Matt's viewpoint, who is not here, who said that they have a more intimate relationship rather yes. than romantic. Well, they they could have alluded to that a little. Well, little I mean, they bit did better. kiss though. Uh, well, why would it just you? all seemed but, <laughs> but to bring it but to bring it back to bring it back yeah. though to the the outrage thing it's like you don't need to be outraged by everything and anything it's just a very 
Well, let's let, let people express themselves, and if it's some if it's harmful to society in some way or shape or form, mm-hmm. then I, I understand. Well, and but, I I just think people are finding the wrong the wrong meaning in it. They 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 look at Black Widow as someone who's being used as a prop in this movie, and I don't think she is at all. I think that it's it's their romance is something that is showing more development in her character than it is in the Hulk. Yeah, sure, she like she's kind of there to control the Hulk and everything like that, like to to keep him tame. But that's an evolution of her character, not of the Hulk. The Hulk is, you know, somebody who who before has kind of been able to be tamed, you know, like with with Betty Ross and stuff. But think of who Black Widow is. She's a freaking assassin right. who has never allowed anyone to get very close to her at all other than Hawkeye, you know, she you can well, see in the first Avengers, she has this this slight, you know, sort of friendship with Hawkeye and she it's more that she owes him something, you know. He right. he made yeah. that call with her. And then you see in the Winter Soldier, she starts to sort of open up a little bit more with Steve, and then it's kind of a development of her character where she is becoming more and more of a sharing and giving person. And then in Ultron, you see not only is she close with Bruce Banner, but then also she has a relationship with Hawkeye's entire family including his kids. Like right. she, it's her progression. Could I argue that it takes away from her character, though. Because I think that it adds I, to it plenty. I don't think it takes I, away. I think it adds because she's developing feelings. She, yeah, she's, I don't know, she's, I, for I, other human beings. This is somewhere where I I am going completely where against where I am as a person. Where I do not believe in the rule of a strong female character has to have a conversation with a strong female character without a man involved kind of you have to fit this set of rules but oh, no, I don't believe in that test either yeah that that test is ridiculous but I don't remember the name of it but well, like, I do see that it it to me it did take away from the character where it it seemed to she was such a strong awesome female character that all of a sudden seemed, and I mean, I, I'm not jo- or bashing on Joss, but I'm like, she was so strong before, and then all of a sudden you have to have these complicated relationship with Hulk that just didn't fit for me. So she's not strong because she was having feelings for Bruce? No, she, that's not what took away what? from it. It was it seemed like it put too much of an emphasis on it. Well, and I think that's the point, is that you see her long-form story arc that starts with Iron Man 2, where she basically has literally no feelings at all, and she is just doing a job, where then you get to Avengers, you see that she has a friendship with Hawkeye, then you get to Winter Soldier, where she starts to open up to Cap and actually trust him, and then you get into Avengers 2, where she has a relationship with Bruce Banner, and she is she's an aunt. You know, She's referred to as an aunt of, of Clint Barton's kids. It's her coming out of that phase where she was with the KGB and used as an assassin and when she first starts with shield she's kind of still in that mode of like okay i'm just following orders i'm doing a mission and and becoming somebody who is allowing other people into her life which makes her a strong character because of where she's coming from from her initial paradigm she is becoming stronger because she's allowing other people into her life and she's allowing herself to be slightly vulnerable to other people maybe that's where i hate in those feelings i'm not a big feelings guy so (laughs) well and what i think is that because uh, a lot of the outrage was with was talking about Black Widow's characters saying that she's she's a monster because she's and people are thinking that she's saying that she's a monster because she's sterile and can't have children. And it's like that's not 
That's not what she was referring no, to. She's, and she's like you were talking about with, like you said, since Iron Man 2, she turned from this cold-hearted assassin. That, that was mentioned that, which, in Ultron, wasn't it? Hmm. Where she couldn't have kids? Yeah, yes. yeah, that's, that's, that's where a lot of the outrage came from. Is they were saying you turn this character, yeah. this strong woman, into this, into a, a stereotypical prop, yeah. trope that you would put. That women was a in. very raw moment where they, yeah, well, it was her talked about how she couldn't, and yeah, it was her being vulnerable, and and yeah, I agree. Yep. Like it might, be, I do like that aspect yeah. of it. And I, I agree it might be bad timing for her to, like, say that and then immediately right after that. Like, it, it probably just really could have used a little bit of tweaking on the script. But she wasn't saying that she was a monster right after that because she couldn't have kids. She's saying she's a monster because she is, like, she, she's a person who has killed a bunch of people. Right. For, for no reason other than somebody told her to. Like, that, that is her entire reason for killing half the people. It shows in that, in that scene, in her little flashback. You know, she's got that guy kneeling right in front of her, and without hesitation, shoots him in the heart, shoots yep. him in the head. Yep, I love it. Like, it's to be honest. That that's what she's referring to. Not that, that's not what that she can't have yeah, kids. Exactly. Come on, like she was a va- she was she was a monster in the aspect that she yeah. was an assassin that killed without remorse. And I think that that makes it so much more evident that that's exactly where they're going with her. Is like they want to illustrate where she came from and where she is now. And that's, that is a heroic yeah. journey. It's, it's in some ways the journey that, that Tony Stark himself is kind of going on where yep. he started out in this really dark place and he wasn't a very good human being and now he's trying to atone for, for what he's done. And I think that's one of the things that's going to cause civil war is him maybe, trying to maybe overcompensate. Maybe perhaps that's what Joss was trying to go for with her. Absolutely. He's trying to, he's trying to develop her character in a way to say there's, journey has there, made there's, her... There's more to extremely her. Extremely more strong character yeah. now than she was before. And maybe that was his approach. Maybe that was trying. Maybe that's the message he was trying to convey was, you know, Black Widow is not just this badass bitch that kills people. Exactly. She's got a lot more depth to her that we don't know about yet. Yep. And that we're going to we're going to we're going to. I feel in- so weird being on this side of the argument. <laughs> <laughs> like, it does not saying- fit with my personality at all. <laughs> He said, but maybe maybe he was just trying to he's trying to explain that hey, there's a lot more to Black Widow than what we know. Yes. And exactly. you might be able to discover this through the Bruce Banner relationship. I see. But your the point only there. complaint there is that the way he writ- wrote it into the script just it seemed really it just seemed forced. too rushed. It was it probably does seem more how it was edited. Which is yes. probably where Served I have the biggest point up. or the biggest problem that I have with it is probably how it played out on screen. Yeah, no, and the, because it seemed incredibly rushed. Where I'm like, I don't understand where this relationship is coming yeah, from. Yeah, and I, I really, really hope that they release a Joss Whedon director's cut because I want Absolutely. to see that three mm-hmm. hours of fucking Age of Ultron because I loved Age of Ultron. No, and Ultron yeah. has become one of my favorite villains. It is my favorite villain in the. MCU. See you. Let, let's just. I like him more than Loki. I like him more than. I like Ultron. He is my favorite like MCU Ultron. villain. I love that Ultron had so much of like Tony Stark's personality <laughs> imprinted onto him. And I mean, that like, wasn't was, a big was enough issue where that. I didn't like the movie. Yeah. I loved the movie. It was just a minor annoyance. Mm-hmm. And I do hope that they release a director's cut that lets me see where he was coming from completely. Where I can be like, oh, okay, I understand this relationship now. I get it. Yeah. And I... And I'm not closed off to that. It kind of goes back to what I was talking about before the show of... 
I do like I have problems with just about every Marvel movie. I, I love <laughs> almost all Marvel movies, but I do have problems with just about every Marvel movie. And my problem with this movie really was just how much editing I think was involved in trimming down because I yeah. really think this could have played out as a Return of the King type movie where it's it is really long, but it's oh, yeah. very. Because I, I think this story is designed to be more of a long-form story, you know? A lot more setup, a lot more involvement with the characters and how they... Because they, basically this movie is about we create our own our, our own monsters. We, Joss has hinted towards it being a little bit longer, too. Oh, yeah. He's, he's already said, you know, he's like with the whole Thor scene with a lot... Like there was a lot more exposition in this movie that, yes. that wasn't given. Um, and... and it just really was, I guess, the type of story that's designed to be something that has this long kind of setup and shows that these people create the 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 enemy or the monsters that end up coming back yeah. to bite them, you know. And that's, I think, that's a point that really, if if it was illustrated properly, and I think the message that Joss was going for of them creating their own monsters would be something that came back really strong in Civil War. Well, it's the. I mean, they say it's the Empire Strikes Back of yes. the Marvel Universe. I mean, e- hell, even the, the, the arm cutting off thing and all of the different <laughs> and all the Marvel movies stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it yeah was, we talked about that last episode, <laughs> didn't we? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's more or less just setting you up, trying to expand on each character that's involved in this in this movie, I mean, yeah, they're, sure, they're superheroes. They have superpowers. But you've got to develop character. You've got to create background to them so you're more invested into these characters. Yeah. You, you understand that, hey, they may be superheroes, but they have vulnerabilities to, eat, to each and every one of them. Yep. And I like that they, had, that they used Scarlet Witch in that way to where she was able to exploit those vulnerabilities. Yep. And I... What's funny is, did you guys know that actually Age of Ultron ended up being a shorter movie than the first Avengers? Really? I did not I know, know that. I know that he had to cut it down quite a bit. A lot. And, and it ended up being shorter than uh, the first Avengers. But Yeah, I had read that he wanted to make it a lot longer than what it was. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. All right, I think that uh, that about covers it for this week. Uh, is there any last words that the rest of you would like to uh, shout out real quick before we send this baby off? I love you all, listeners. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think he really loves you all. I think he does. He goes to bed at night with a picture of each and every one of you. And it's I a little weird about you too. <laughs> really creeped out. <laughs> don't don't let her don't let her fool you guys. I'm scared. <laughs> she's just saying that she's putting on a facade. I love you too, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> in, right. in reality, Rachel's. How do I say this? <laughs> this one's <laughs> okay. Well, really M- Mitch is just, Mitch is speaking on her behalf. We'll just say that. <laughs> 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 All right. No, so. We've got uh, got another great episode cooking for you guys next week. Um, it's been awesome having Rhett on. We'll probably have you on more episodes uh, as long as your schedule allows. Yeah, for sure. Pleasure uh, being here. Absolutely. It's it's nice having some more some more talk from another realm of the geek world that not many of us here, many of the four of us here, are uh, super adept in. Um, but it's it's been fun. It's been a good episode. Yeah, for sure. If any of you guys want to. Hit me up. I'm I, like I said. I'm an avid PC gamer. 
uh, Battle.net, if you play Heroes of the Storm or Hearthstone or Diablo 3 or StarCraft, whatever, uh, you can hit me. My my Battle.net tag is Whiplash Pound 1614. So that's W-H-I-P-L-A-S-H Pound symbol 1614. Um, I'm also on Steam at uh, Tenema, which is T-N-A. E M A, weird name. Don't ask. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so yeah, I'm on. The, I'm available on those mediums. Otherwise, if you really don't care too much about PC gaming and you just want to uh, watch what I do on Facebook, uh, my name's Rat Facer. Just look me up. Not too hard. Oh. All right, and then uh, to follow the show again on. Uh, Twitter is Savage Land Pod on Facebook and Instagram is Savage Land Podcast, um, and uh, I think that that wraps it up. Follow me on Instagram at a white kid. Follow Rachel on Twitter at Dancing Mad. I am Dancing. Mad. I am Dancing Mad. Uh, Mitch at Mitch underscore Wolverine. Yes, sir. And then you don't have a tweeter. You don't have a tweeter. Twitter. <laughs> I do have a Twitter. Um, my Twitter is at Whiplash eighty one. All right, there we go. And I think that does it for the Savage Land this week. Thanks for joining us. Drink and your whiskey straight. And as always, leave us a five-star review. Thanks. <laughs>